Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, on today's show, we are going to kick off top five week. Today, we are doing three top fives. Who are the top five best Tennessee Titans players? I can't wait to dive into that. What are the top five biggest storylines for the Tennessee Titans heading into 2022? And who are the top five biggest roster long shots who I think have a chance to make the team. We are kicking off top five week here on the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, we're going to kick off today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast by discussing the top five players on the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to have those in order, so I'll tell you who the best Tennessee Titans player is, in my opinion. Before we dive into all of that, I do want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked on Titans listeners, get $50 off purchases of 500 or more. This podcasting exclusive includes engagement rings. Use code locked on at checkout at bluenile.com. Thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked on Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I am going to be putting out free Tennessee Titans content all year long on all platforms. That includes the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. So subscribe over there, smash that notification bell so you know when all of the content goes live and throw a thumbs up on the video on YouTube. If you're watching right now, I greatly do appreciate the support. You can catch me on social media, on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans, on Facebook, at Locked On Titans Pod. But with all that being said, did want to let you guys know that throughout the rest of the week, we are going to be doing top five. So... First, today, top five players, top five storylines, top five roster long shots. So uh, Wednesday, I'm going to have top five X factors, top five breakouts, top five disappointment candidates. So going to be doing three episodes per week for the next few weeks, and we're going to be talking top fives this week. But who is the Titans' best player, the very best player on the Tennessee Titans? For me, I know this wasn't the case last year, but we're talking about 2022 now not 2021 or 2020. And for me, the best player on the Tennessee Titans is Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons. Listen, we're getting into my core philosophies as a a believer in football, and I will always value the pass rush. That's what I think is most important is trench play. I will value pass rush over pass coverage any day of the week. If you get to the quarterback fast enough, We saw in the Super Bowl, Jamar Chase wide open down the field for the game-winning touchdown. Joe Burrow didn't have time to get it off. Aaron Donald got there too fast. And I think that a lighter Jeffrey Simmons, playing about 15, 20 pounds lighter this year, is going to take that leap from eight and a half sacks to double digits, to 11, to 12 sacks, and become, if not the, the second best interior defensive lineman 
in the NFL. Jeffrey Simmons is about to wreak absolute havoc. He knocked on the door. He said, hello, folks. I've arrived to the party. But this year, this year he's taken the party over. Okay? So I think Jeffrey Simmons will be the Titans' best player in 2022. Their second best player, though, Kevin Byard. I think he's going to be playing right around a similar level, all-pro level. Kevin Byard right there. I don't think Kevin Byard's coming down at all. I just think Jeffrey Simmons is about to take even another monster step up. I mean, I'm so excited for Jeffrey Simmons, what he's able to do. But Kevin Byard, maybe my all-time favorite Titan at this point. No shade there. KB is going to keep balling. So that's my top two players for the Titans. Number three, although we saw the injury last year, can't ignore Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry on the comeback trail, looks healthy, looks happy, looks ready to go, looks ready to reestablish that he is the best running back in the NFL bar none. I believe in Derrick Henry, and I got Derrick Henry as the third best player on the Titans. Number four, I got Harold Landry. And listen, I know that people could go a bunch of different directions. But as I said, when the negotiations were going on for Harold Landry's contract, versatility. Harold Landry allows the Titans to play a 3-4 because he could be an outside linebacker on the line of scrimmage. He allows them to play a 4-3 because he can be a linebacker at the second level, a traditional outside linebacker. Not only can he drop into coverage, he can stop the run. He obviously can rush the passer with the double-digit sacks last year leading the team. He can blitz. I mean, Harold Landry is one of the real keys that unlocks what the Titans want to do on defense. They want to be diverse in their scheme. And Mike Vrabel has talked about front multiplicity. Well, who unlocks that front multiplicity for the Titans defense? Who unlocks their ability to shift back and forth between styles of defense? It's Harold Landry. Harold Landry is underrated nationally, period. And I'm glad that he got his contract because the money talks. Who cares about what the national media has to say. I care about what my team thinks and the money that's coming in my bank account. But Harold Landry, critically underrated, and for me, the fourth best player on the Titans going into 2022. Number five. This one's a bit controversial, and I know that a lot of you guys are going to disagree with me. And it is projection on my point. But I'm going with Taylor Lewan. Guys, Taylor Lewan was a top 10, top 12 Offensive tackle in the league, he tears his ACL. He comes back in last year. Taylor once been talking about it in camp. He's so happy to play football. Last year was miserable for him. He wasn't right physically. He didn't play very well. But when Taylor Lewan is healthy and motivated in the right ways, Taylor Lewan is a top 10 offensive tackle in the NFL. And with the instability on the Titans offensive line right now and going into this year, I think there's a real chance that Taylor Lewan gets it back on track and returns to being one of the top 10 offensive tackles in the league. They always say that second year after you tear your ACL is where you really feel comfortable and get back to playing like yourself. I think Taylor Lewan is motivated. I think he has a reason to be. A lot of people are talking about him getting cut after the season. He wants to remain a Tennessee Titan. Taylor Lewan does not want to go anywhere. So for me, I think that Taylor Lewan has a major bounce back season for the Titans, and reestablishes himself as one of the top 10 offensive tackles in the NFL, and he is the fifth best player for the Titans this season. I know a lot of you will disagree with that, but that's how I'm seeing it. Jeff Simmons, Kevin Byard, 
Derrick Henry, Harold Landry, and Taylor Lewan. But we're going to keep the top fives rolling. We're going to the top five storylines for the Tennessee Titans heading into the season. Before we get into that, though, do want to tell you guys a little bit more about our title sponsor, BlueNile.com. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment and find jewelry uh, as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Build the engagement ring of her dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. No matter what you're looking for, Blue Nile has experts on hand 24-7 to help you make the best decision. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Titans listeners. Get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON plus Every order is insured, it ships for free, arrives in discreet packaging, so you won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Titans fans, let's continue today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. It is top five week here on Locked On Titans, so make sure that you guys subscribe, stay locked in, whatever platform it is that you do stream. But before we get into my next top five, which is the top five Tennessee Titans storylines heading into the season, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen Every day. Also, want to tell you guys about the ultimate NBA mock draft. It started on June the 16th. There's over 50 insiders. Um, nothing that you're going to get out there is going to cover the NBA draft quite as well as this. You got each of the hosts from each team picking each pick in the draft, kind of like we do with the NFL ultimate mock draft. And you got Odyssey Insiders, all the locked-on hosts. The first pick was on Friday, June the 16th. So make sure that you search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you don't miss a pick. But going into the top five storylines for the Titans, I think number one, and my storylines and what I'm looking for for the Titans may be a little bit different than the national storylines. What Titans fans are actually looking for is probably different than what the national media is looking for. By God, I think it's a good thing. Because, obviously, the fans, people who listen to this show, me, we know more about the team and care more about the team than anybody in the national media. So, we know what matters and what to pay attention to going forward, right? You watching, listening right now, you know more than any national person. Just because they get paid for their opinion on football doesn't mean that they have anywhere close to the knowledge about the Titans that you do. So my storylines, again, may not match the national ones, but I think that the storylines that I have here are more representative of what Titans fan base actually cares about. Number one, the biggest story that everyone is talking about is the defense's potential. How good can this Tennessee Titans defense be? That is the most exciting, optimistic, popular storyline that everyone discusses every day in every conversation about the team, comes back to, yeah, but the defense should be this. 
Oh, Traylon Burks, I look great. But oh, the offense, well, it won't matter if the defense is this. That's what matters most here. That's the number one storyline to watch. What will the Tennessee Titans defense truly be? And a lot of that has to do with some of the X factors on the defensive side of the ball. And I'm going to get into the top five X factors on the roster tomorrow. So make sure you tune in for that. But the defensive potential, obviously the number one storyline. For me, number two, though, is the mystery at offensive line. We know Taylor Lewan at left tackle. We know Ben Jones at center. We know Nate Davis at right guard. But can Dylan Radins actually win the right tackle spot? Or will they need to put Jamarco Jones there and then Aaron Brewer at left guard? Who wins the left guard battle? Jamarco Jones or Aaron Brewer? Could Nicholas Petit Ferrer slide in in the right tackle battle in training camp? I don't know. And it's not just about the storyline, isn't just who will play where, but how will they perform? The Titans have been, although there have been struggles in pass protection, the run blocking prowess of this offensive line has been the foundation of which this offense was built on. The run-blocking capability of the offensive line is what this offense was built on. If that takes even a step back, then the run game isn't as effective. The play-action game is affected. The yards-after-catch strategy that the Titans employ on offense is far less effective because the windows are smaller because there's less of a threat of the run. So, can this offensive line not only establish themselves as a five-man group, but then perform to the level that the Titans need them to perform at to continue the way they play offense. That's a huge storyline for me. Number three, I feel like we're getting our answers here recently, but Derrick Henry's health. Is Derrick Henry going to bounce back and be the guy that he's been? There is a lot of data. There is a lot of history to say that he won't. That he's had too many carries. He sustained an injury, a major injury. That it's time for him to come back down to earth. Well, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think Derrick Henry is a superhuman. I think he's going to find a way to be the best running back in the NFL again, as we just talked about in the last segment. But that doesn't change the fact that it is a major, major storyline. Because as much as I believe, as I always like to say, no amount of belief makes a fact. So, gotta watch Henry's health. Also, it's not an injury comeback, but can Tannehill come back from the playoff loss, from the criticism that he's faced from the fan base, the vitriol, and you know that if there's a big game and Tannehill throws a couple picks in the regular season, people will be booing. My, Malik Willis is drafted. All the word is the Titans want to move on from Tannehill next year, get off his money. He's not worth it anymore. How does Tannehill respond? With no A.J. Brown now, too. His security blanket. How does Tannehill respond? That is clearly one of the biggest storylines around the Titans heading into the season. And the fifth and final one for me, 
it's Traylon Burks. Not only the asthma and the practice and the concern there, but you can't ignore that throughout the season, the conversation will be, hey, what would the Titans look like with A.J. Brown? And Traylon is going to be compared there. They're going to say, hey, Traylon Burks isn't doing what he's supposed to, and the Titans should have kept A.J. Brown. That is going to be a big storyline all year long, whether it be the Titans don't need A.J. Brown and they made the right decision, or whether the Titans should have kept A.J. Brown. It's going to be brought up and discussed every single week. The Titans' offense has a bad performance. They score 17 points and lose 24-17. Oh, the Titans should have kept A.J. Brown. They can't score anymore. That's going to happen, guys. It's going to happen. So that storyline, how Traylon Burks does, that in relation to the A.J. Brown trade, how he's doing with Philadelphia, all of that is going to be discussed at length all season long, and there's no way to get away from it. So those are the top five storylines for me. The defense's potential, the mystery at the offensive line, Derrick Henry's health, Ryan Tannehill's response, and Traylon Burke's impact in relation to the A.J. Brown trade. But we are going to do my top five roster long shots, guys, who don't seem like they're going to make the Tennessee Titans roster, but I think have a shot to do so. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you guys about betonline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball regular season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, we're going to cap off today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast doing my top five roster long shots. Look at the guys who probably aren't very likely to make the roster, but guys who I think have a really good chance to do so. Before we get into that, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast. It's also free and available on all platforms. Monday through Friday, all year round, bringing you all of your NFL national news in under 30 minutes. I actually host the Thursday show, so if you would subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast, I would appreciate the support as well. But we did my top five players. We did my top five storylines, top five roster long shots. Number one for me, and I'm number one is the most likely to make the roster, even though it's a long shot, is wide receiver Josh Malone. Now, I have to correct myself. From a previous video, I was just on a roll, said Josh Malone was an undrafted free agent. Shout out, I forget who commented on the video, but they did say Josh Malone was drafted in the fourth round by the Bengals a couple of years ago. So not technically an undrafted free agent, even though he came to the Titans as kind of a, um, you know, one of those veterans who doesn't even last through their first year. So um, mix up there, but corrected. Thank you. The guys in the comments are always there, and I appreciate it. But Josh Malone, Number one, it comes back to this. The same reasons 
that I wanted the Titans to go get Will Fuller are the same reasons I think Josh Malone could make the roster. Now, there's obviously a discrepancy in talent here. But Josh Malone has that six foot one frame, has the ability to get down the field with some speed, can be that outside boundary deep threat. The Titans need that role in their offense, and Traylon Burks doesn't offer that. Robert Woods doesn't offer that. Nick Westbrook-Akina doesn't offer that. Kyle Phillips doesn't offer that. Where do they go for it? Des Fitzpatrick was supposed to be maybe a kind of guy like that, but hasn't really impressed. Josh Malone has been more impressive in the offseason for the Titans. So I think Josh Malone, I mean, when you look at Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook-Akina, Kyle Phillips, I mean, there isn't another wide receiver that seems like a lock for number five. I don't. I think Mason Kinsey would be doubling down on skill set with Kyle Phillips. Des Fitzpatrick, I don't think he's better than Josh Malone. Racy McMath is probably better at special teams, but guys, I got to tell you, I just don't have faith that Racy's going to be a, a rosterable wide receiver, basically. Um, he could be on the practice squad. So I just don't think there's anybody there that's obvious they could take the spot away from Josh Malone and with his skill set, I think it makes a lot of sense. Another guy, Trenton Cannon. And it's based on what Craig Ackerman, Titans special teams coach, said just this week. He said that Trenton Cannon's not only going to be able to give them value as a kick returner, which he averages about 22 yards per kick return in his career, I believe. Really good kick return. One cut, boom, down the field. But they also said they were very impressed by what he did as a gunner on coverage teams, on punt coverage, kickoff coverage. So if you could be on both those coverage teams and be a kickoff returner, I think you got a great shot to make the roster. A really good shot. Chance Campbell. Now, I didn't know if I should include this because Campbell is a draft pick. But we've seen late-round draft picks for the Titans not make the team. That's no lock. He was the last pick in the draft, sixth round. No lock to make the roster. But with Monty Rice being banged up, I'm not overly impressed by Dylan Cole. Joe Jones, anybody like that. So, for me, I think if Monty Rice continues to be banged up and Chance Campbell can do a good job on special teams and camp and earn more reps on defense, I think Chance Campbell could come in as the fifth out uh, inside linebacker, the fourth inside linebacker on the depth chart. And if Monty... We got to remember, too, guys. David Long was out a good portion of the season last year. You're playing a very dangerous game if the only linebackers you have on your team who can actually play linebacker are Monty Rice and Zach Cunningham. That's a dangerous game to play, especially with Rice coming off the injury. So, for me, I think Chance Campbell has a great chance to slide in there and take advantage of the opportunity. Another guy on defense is Michael Griffin II. Another guy who plays like the Theo Jackson role. Got a really good RAS score, though, so high-level athleticism to go with it. I think there's a chance he could carve out a role and make the team. Uh, Jalen McKenzie, the offensive tackle out of USC, was a highly touted guy in college, had some setbacks, but is on the Titans now as an undrafted free agent. I think behind Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, if the Titans want to keep four offensive tackles, Lawan Raidens, Petit Ferrer, if they want to keep a fourth and then keep four interior guys, 
I mean, I think Jalen McKenzie has a chance to really make it. Wanted to throw in a bonus there, Haskell Garrett. The Titans always find an, an interior defensive lineman and undrafted free agency. Happens every year. Isaiah Mack, Tier Tart, Naquan Jones. Happens every year with John Robinson. So maybe Haskell Garrett finds a way, and that's a little, little bonus, a little sixth for you guys. But that's day one of our top fives. I'm going to be back with you guys in a couple of days to do the next set of top fives. We're doing X-Factors, breakout candidates, potential disappointments. Can't wait to dive into that. Hope you guys all had a great weekend. That's going to do it for me, though. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titan.